Broadcasting from high above the reserve, this is Radio Harambe. Jumbo, everyone, and welcome back to Radio Harambe after our little bit of a winter break there, a much-deserved, much-needed, I'm sorry, summer break. <laughs> Mike and I, before we went online, were just talking about Game of Thrones, which I am watching for the first time. I'm only six episodes into season one. Mike's been a fan from the beginning, and so I have winter on my Actually, head. Actually, not technically from the beginning. It was a couple seasons in, but, I've, but I'm at the point now where... Uh, you're totally caught up, and you're... you're, yes, you're event-watching Sunday night when it comes right. on. You, you, you are a full boy. Or yeah. you're going to start attending conventions soon. Um, <laughs> we are here from a rainy and soppy wet Radio Harambe Studios, and Mike has returned from his first exploration of Pandora, and we are going to talk all about that, as well as I think your first uh, your first run at a couple of things, right? Or is it just Pandora is all that's new to you? Oh, no, I, I want to talk about some other things. Right, okay. So we'll get into that in a second. But uh, there are there are a few bits of news, a couple of things that I know folks want us to talk about. Um, and so we have some news. Mike, the first thing that came to my mind when I said, do we have any news, was the Baby Tigers. Sure. Because we got a ton of emails about that. I got a bunch of emails, a bunch of Twitters, uh, tweets and things sent to me, direct messages and stuff, and uh, people are very excited about it, and uh, it actually is really cool news. But So, so talk about that for sure. Sure, the babies were born, it was either August 20th or 21st, whatever that Monday right, was. Right, right, recently. Um, and, you know, so far everything seems to be going fine. People have been asking me, you know, when are they going to be on stage? We will be able to see them. Uh, tigers are up, uh, you know, like other like dogs and cats. They, their household, they're born very helpless um, initially, and so they will not be out for a few months. I was hoping they would be out by November. I talked to a cast member um, when I was there who said they're talking early 2018, which kind of stinks. Right. But um, you know, hopefully they'll come out in November sometime. But you know, if if you are going there for the holiday season, don't necessarily count on seeing the baby tigers quite yet yeah i mean they are uh this is a this is a great achievement in the in the animal kingdom's uh, species survival participation um and all that so this is really big news and they and um certainly on the zoo front it's really big news it may not make the uh it may not make make it to the disney folks but it is certainly big news for us and uh they're really cool and we can't wait to see them um the other bit of news mike uh, i just want to discuss this before we get into avatar is this change in your your actual physical ability to enter avatar so people's I, I want people who are going to this to the park to know what we mean by this okay um so it looks like what we're having now is you have to enter next to tiffin's you have to mm -hmm. you won't be able to enter the back way which is over around by around the by the festival of lion district, king right sort of right side path which is beautiful by the way but you can't really go down that way um, and this is due to the incredible length of the lines <laughs> 
right? There, For, there was one morning where yeah, uh, there were, I had a few of these too. <laughs> I had a few of these mornings as well. well this one was insane. So we went there one morning that we had the one morning we had flight of passage fast passes. We had decided to buy we I mean my me and my two kids had decided to try to rope drop flight of passage. If for whatever reason Good luck. It was crazy that day. Crazy every day. We didn't yes, it was crazy every day, but I, I was able to do it three other times. Okay. We could talk about how I did it. Yeah, we will. We'll get to that. But, the, but sure. let's let's stay on the news but here. But this, this particular instance, we didn't necessarily... You know, we said I showed up a little... Not like I will talk about later. So we weren't... They had already opened the gates. And by the time we got over there, the line was way... <laughs> and this is even before the park officially opened. Way long. And the line went all the way out to the Dawa bar. Insanity. I don't know who gets in that line at the Dawa bar to get into Flight of Passage. Right. But, I mean, that was hours of wait mm-hmm. early on. Mm-hmm. So now you're at, I guess they're going to open that entrance to Pandora to guess once that line is controlled? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, okay. there's no real set. Right. Um, no real set, but set, set standard for that. But they really need to sort of. I mean, once the day starts rolling, the the line, even if it's the cast members, kind of push people to the side, yes, and they have many cast members stand there, out there with yes. the little signs and say, "This is yes, folks. This is the line for this ride. Stand in it. You'll be here for six hours." Right. Once the initial rush is over, and they get those thousands of people, op- you know, rope dropping flight of passage through the door of the building um, and into the queue, you know, within. You know, forty-five minutes or an hour or so. I mean, right. The, the the queue itself is gobbles up the hours of people waiting, um, and you you don't have that necessarily. And you can pretty much walk around Pandora <sighs> freely, but for that first forty-five minutes to an hour or so after the park opens, um, it is pandemonium, <laughs> to say the least. Yeah, to say the least. Uh, so if you are. Um, if you're going to the parks, you know, over the next few weeks, and certainly when we get into Christmas, just be aware that you cannot take the shortcut and go around the back end and get in there. Um, there is a new VIP Ultimate Knights of Adventure VIP tour that is now available to book at Disney's Animal Kingdom. This was actually going to be you. This is one of the few times you've stole. You've actually seen something. I was going to do this as a Dave. Guess what price this is. Ah, <laughs> see. Well, I. But go ahead, talk about. I know the. I know the price. It's, um, yeah, it's uh, insanity. But go ahead. It is insanity. Um, and it is. We are. You know, I. I keep. We keep talking about this, and and and. Um, you know, I had a few conversations with with Animal Kingdom fans the last time I was down there, and a few conversations with uh, a, you know, a mutual friend of ours who is a cast member, and um. You know, we, we, we talk about what I think this is, which is sort of the slippery slope towards actually paying for um, a fast pass style experience. Right. And that's what this appears to be um, a test balloon for. Maybe not, but it. it well, they've th- been doing these VIP tours for. They a have, while. but this is the first one that, to me, that uh, that I can remember, Mike. This is the first one where they're basically advertising a chance to ride these rides without waiting in line. Right, this, and that's the only benefit to this. And that is the only not, benefit it, of this. I mean, right. It's called the Ultimate Knights of Adventure VIP Tour. Um, it basically means that you're going to get a four-hour tour. It's um, 
offered to, uh, you know, on Thursdays, Saturdays, and Sundays, it's $265. That includes tax. Um, there is a discount for AP holders and DVC members and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and basically what it means is you're going to get to do the Rivers of Light. You're going to get to do both Pandora attractions. You're going to get to do Kilimanjaro Safaris and Expedition Everest. Plus you get some food included. And, and alcohol. But not the oh and popcorn don't forget the popcorn right right and all that is included um, but you know it's not included what theme park admission so you still have to pay the hundred dollars to get in the door exactly uh, so crazy it, it is and and so there isn't really I mean <sighs> there's not a whole lot of information about what this tour is going to offer other than the chance to do those things right. um, tour a tour when you they say <clears throat> the word tour that that implies some sort of person leading you around and talking to you about stuff. Yes. And do we know whether or not that's going to happen? I have no idea. Yeah. See, I, and they've been very coy about that, and they haven't really talked much about whether or not that's going to be included. If it is included, <coughs> then the value of that money goes up a little bit more. Um, because then you're talking about somebody who is going to be telling you about the parks and about what's there and, you know, and the different things that you're, you know, the, you know, I mean, they're going to tell you about the backstory. They're going to walk you through different things, maybe get you backstage. Right. You know, if all of that is part of it, then okay. You know, I, I get the desire for it, mm -hmm. you know, and I get the purpose behind it, but don't for a second think that that's what this is all about. Right. I mean, not, not at least not in my mind, because they haven't advertised that. What they've done is they've advertised your chance to ride these rides mm -hmm. and not wait online. Um, so it feels to me like if this is popular, that's when the, the, the evil fingers in the start <laughs> tapping together in the bean counter's office saying, hmm, now we can really see a benefit of some of these things uh, and start paying, you know, charging people for, you know, what is a fast pass service. I don't see this being really popular. I really don't. I can't imagine people are going to spend that much money. I mean, you could do the list of attractions that you could do there, you could do easily. Without a single fast pass. Two hundred and sixty-five dollars. You've come on Christmas, and you have a family of five. Well, Christmas is different. You come Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. You know, you come in a, in a semi-busy time in the summer. You have a family of five. You never heard of this fast pass thing. You don't know what it is. You got to the the hotel, and right. the ho person at the hotel said, "Hey." Do you have the you have your magic band? You don't know what that is. Right. You go online. You book a, a theme park ticket. You book yourself a, and you don't read all the other junk that comes with it. This is what happens to a lot of people. Oh, I remember right. An incident. Oh yeah, I remember an incident when we were checking into whatever resort, maybe three years ago, and there was an older gentleman. You know, he either had you know older kids or maybe he was a grandfather. He was checking in. And he had written down all the attractions he wanted to go, and he was talking to the check-in lady about, no, how do I get into Sora? You know, I want to, I want to get this fast pass. He had obviously not made any fast passes. He figured once he got there, he'd just make them. And the lady was explaining to him, like, you know, they're all booked out of that, but you know, Journey to Imagination is great. And this poor guy and his family were walking right. away from, from, you know, checking in without a single. I mean, in Epcot, you have three good fast passes, and they couldn't get any of them. Right, so you know, they're walking with Spaceship Earth and Journey <coughs> to Imagination and living with the land or whatever it was. Right, you know, or Illuminations or something. You know, it's you know, so there's plenty of that. So my point is, Mike, a lot of people come in and they say, "Okay, all right, I'll, I'll do this." 
if it is a true VIP tour, which I believe it's going to be, um, just from looking at the way Disney has it set up, I think it's going to be, you know, you're going to get a tour guide and all that. There's going to be very limited availability because there's only so many tour guides they have working for them. So if this books up quickly, you know, and, and it does well if with people who can't do all that stuff, then I, I, I just I just see this as if that is really what the tour is, somebody just taking you to get on these rides and maybe saying something here or there. I mean, you have a family of five, you're there in a busy time, you can't get on Pandora, the kid wants to get on Pandora, he wants to get in there, I mean, what else are you going to do? You think to yourself, eh, this ride might be worth 50 bucks a head person Even a day, with, I mean, just to walk on it, why not? But they're going to pay paying $1,500 for this tour. <laughs> a family of five is paying $1,500, almost, like $1,400 when you figure out the math. I get you. I get you. There's no way that's going to go. I mean, I'm sure there'll be some people who, you know, have money coming out their ears. Right. Who will, who will do it. And, you know, money's of no object. Those are the people who have, you know, whatever. Right. But and that's fine. Now, I don't mind. Um, you know, they're, they're always going to be upcharged things. Like, if you have the money. You can do it. Right. And you want to rent a yacht and sit on uh, Bay Lake and watch the fireworks. That's available. I have no issue with that. Right. I don't either. Right. Or even at Club 33, I have no issue with that. And I don't hear either because they're not... Because like we said, if it is truly VIP, there's only so many people can do it. So it's not like they're going to be taking places in the line for people who are right. running. You know? I mean, you're, right. You're not going to... All of a sudden, your wait is not going to go from 20 minutes to 30 minutes. Because right. Because... The VIP tours are going to be rolling. Exactly. Exactly. But I just don't see the value for uh, even for people who have a ton of money. Why are they going to spend thirteen hundred bucks to do this when they could just is these uh, they could do it without it? It just seems uh, outrageous. Now, you saying you know buying the you know paying for an, a, a better fast pass service is the ultimate end game here. It's and, coming and spending another fifty dollars per day. You know, along with a park hopper option, you get the fast pass option. You know, adding fifty bucks a day on your that I can see and that could be the. That's a, a horse of a different color. It's coming. <laughs> it very well might. But, um, you know, this in and of itself, there's zero value to it's, this. It's coming. We, you, I'm telling you it's coming. Um, but I, and, and I don't think, you know, I, I don't want to make it sound like I think this is the this is the ultimate end game of this VIP tour. Right. I think this is more like what Mike's talking about, offering a very expensive item to somebody with an enormous amount of money who wants to be able to walk in, wave their money around and get into these right. things. Um, it's never, the thing is something like this targeted like this has never been done before. So it makes as far as saying, these are the rides you're going to go on. There is not a tour at the, at the magic kingdom that says, if you pay us, this we will get you on the five biggest rides. No, I mean, there are VIP tours. That are like seven oh. hours, and you get a tour. There's like right. you know the people in the fancy costume. Yep, walk around, and talk to you about you know this. Walt did this, and this, and that, and this, and that. And by the way, here jokes jump on uh, you know Peter Pan's flight without a line. Right, that happens. That happens, and and it will continue to happen. Um, but it's not something that they've that that they. But it's an actual tour. It's an actual tour. That's the big difference. <laughs> I mean, Wild Africa Trek is two hundred bucks, but that's a totally different. Right. I mean, that's that's a totally that, different animal. Right. Totally different. This is just, you know, we need to get that, you know, flight of passage. If you want to see it, you either got to be lucky and get the fast pass 60 days out or get up an hour early. And go. And go. And be at the park an hour early. Yeah. Um, <coughs> okay. So I, I don't want to go on too much about it because we, you know, it's nothing neither one of us are going to do and probably not something many of our listeners are going to do. Right. Um, but I just wanted to fire through a couple of little ones before we get to the last one, which is um, 
Uh, Mike pointed out for me that we can now have our ear hats embroidered <laughs> at the Discovery Trading Company. If that's something you like to do, go ahead People and do People seem that. to like that. Yeah, that's great. Um, and also that um, we're going to be able to um, mobily order at Harambe Market, which, which is good. That actually happened when yeah. I was there. So I think all of the counter services now, except maybe Yak and Yeti, um, right. are right. on that. So and and we talked last time about how much I I like that system. I think it works great. Uh, I, I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. I did it at Tuli Canteen. I was going to talk about that in my thing, but we'll talk about it now. Worked perfectly. It was yep. fantastic. Excellent. I love the idea, and they have expanded it. They've actually even expanded it. Start going out a bit for a second here to Aloha Isle, which for those of you who don't know, that is where they get Dole Whips, and there's no food there. It's just the Dole Whip station. So I'm wondering if they're going <laughs> to roll this out to some other, like, snack areas. Not just, you know, ordering meals, but, I mean, what is it going to, are you going to start, or are you going to be able to do it, for example, at the, what's the name of the dinosaur ice cream area? Remember the one right behind uh, Restaurantosaurus where they have the ice cream sandwiches? I can't think of the name of the place. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, are you going to uh, be able to do that soon? Let's go get ice cream sandwiches and order it on a mobile phone, which I think is great. I, I think they're only going to do this in the short term at least, and maybe even long term, only going to do it at places where it, it benefits them with crowd control. It, well, Aloha Isle is obviously very crowded. I mean, right. people love the Dole Whip. So I think you're going to start to see it come into Cosmic Rays. Okay. You're going to see it come into, you know, things like that. That that would be my guess for now. I can't imagine they're going to have this elaborate system put in because... <coughs> Are you going to be able to order an ice cream sandwich from one of those little cars? I don't think so. <laughs> right I don't think so. Of, like Triceratops spin. Because you're on the dinosaur ride and say, hey, when we get out, let's get ice cream sandwiches and plug it into your phone. Because as, as we've talked about many times before, Disney and technology are not, Disney parks and technology are not necessarily the best of friends. Mm -hmm. They've struggled with technology. They have, if you look at some of their, you know, if you look at some of the things they've done, if you really look into some of the technology for what they've done with with their uh, you know guests and things like that over the years, it's really not that good. They're not on the cutting edge of things, they, right? You know, they're it, it look. I mean, still, Mike, I I have four thousand apps on my phone, and the Disney app is the only one that I have to sign my password into. Over and over and over and that. over. I do it all the time. Oh no, I take that back. When I go, when course, you go to everybody something does. Yes. Uh, specific, like I can look at the app. I can look at wait times. Constantly I, have to put put your yes. If you want to choose my, something, yeah, I want to change my fast passes, ADRs, or something like that. Yes, you're you right. Constantly have to change your app or, or put your password in. And there are other apps out there with a heck of a lot more information on it than Disney has that you don't have to do that. So right. they, they're just behind on stuff. It's just the, the way they always are. Um, and they want to make sure they know exactly what they're doing, hopefully, before they do it, but that doesn't seem to pan out that way either. Um, so I, I just don't see them putting it into everything. Not not in the, not in the short term. I just don't see that. Um, and finally, Mike, while you were, I think this was while you were gone, um, <clears throat> I, I woke up with a, with you know, I, I don't read Twitter very often, but I check my my page once every few days and um my twitter account once every few days and one day I, I opened it up and my god i was just indiana jones everywhere because mm -hmm. um, there was a rumor floating around and, and i'll be honest with you i did not look into where the source of this rumor was and and that kind of stuff but but it was discussed so much that i thought we should at least mention it um that 
Indiana Jones land was going to come to Disney's Animal Kingdom. Right. Um, and so I just thought, you know, you and I hadn't even talked about it. I thought I'd just mention it to you and see what uh, you thought about it and what, what, you know, and that kind of stuff. I'm hopeful it's BS. I mean, I'm a big, huge proponent of Dino Land itself. Yes, because, oh, I'm sorry, because that was the rumor it was going to take over Dino Land. Right, the, the, uh, the, the, the genesis of the rumor, I guess, is the fact that the track layout for the ride Dinosaur is essentially the same. It's essentially the same ride right. as the Indiana Jones adventure in Disneyland. The only difference being, obviously, Dinosaurs versus Indiana Jones. And, um, you know, you heard a lot of people talking about, well, it's, I mean, it's the same track layout, but the building's completely different. They'd have to change the room setups. It's not, it's yeah. not just the simple fact of wheeling out the dinosaurs and wheeling in, you know, rocks and, uh, and only animatronic uh, Indiana Jones. But anyway, um, this is not necessarily to say anything about Dinorama area, which is the Chester and Hester area. It's, it's all of Dinoland that they're talking about. Right. And I love Dinoland as a whole. And I think dinosaurs have an important place in the animal kingdom. Uh, dinos- kids love dinosaurs. If they got rid of this, there would be no more dinosaurs left in Disney World. Right. Because they got rid of Universe of Energy. Right. Um, so I hope I hope this is just one of those rumors. I mean, every once in a while you hear something like this. Yes, because, I mean, uh, you know... I- <laughs> It's not news that the Indiana Jones ride at Disneyland and the and the and the dinosaur ride are essentially the same thing. I mean, as far as the the layout and the ride vehicle and all mm-hmm. that, they are they are the same. And that just that for when we mentioned I mentioned this when when I went to Disneyland, um, that's where the similarities between the two ends. Right. I mean, it is essentially the same vehicle. Doesn't look like yeah. the same vehicle, but it, it 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 is, and it's it's the same vehicle like. Every roller coaster is the same vehicle. Right, they just wrap it in a different wrapping. They wrap it in a different wrapping. And they and, and the track layout is... Maybe it's the same. I've heard it's the same exact track People have said it's the same. There's no way to know that. I have no idea. From writing. There's no way... When you're riding Indiana Jones, there's no way for you to know that you are on a ride that is the same track layout as... As dinosaurs, the there's just thing, no way to know because the, the because the scenery around you right. and the story and the movements and stuff are all so different. It's not they they're not related at all. I in suppose any way. if you did both rides back to back fifty times each with your eyes closed, you might be able to de- make that determination. I think you would have to record it <laughs> and play them side by side yeah, on the true. video. That's probably, you know? probably the only way you really <clears throat> could do it. And it's been on. I mean, the rides have been there for decades, both of them. Okay. So it's not you know this is not anything new. Um, I've talked ad nauseum about my feeling about changing everything over to a studios park um, and the slippery slope we are now on. I'm hoping that this isn't true. Having said that, why didn't they have this idea before they built Pandora? I mean, if we wanted a, if we wanted a, a, a great, uh, you know, uh, franchise film brought into sure. archaeology, would be a great place to start. And Indiana Jones would have been a fantastic place to start with if they wanted to do that. Um, sure, you could easily build um, a South America land where Pandora was, and the the major attraction being an Indiana Jones archaeology, um, you know, through whatever. I mean, it would have to probably be a different ride system because you don't want the same exact ride essentially in the same park. I don't think. I mean, I don't think you'd want to take the Indiana Jones adventure and just plug it right across the way from 
from Dinosaur. Um, no. But you could certainly do some sort of Indiana Jones attraction, be the centerpiece of a, you know, some other land, whether, whether it's South America or, or something else. Sure, of course. Um, and it would fit fine with, yeah. the, with the way you can design it. I mean, it, sure. they could put it there, um, and then they could... Fit with the Nomad Lounge lab uh, yeah. right there and all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. And you could change the concept of it from more of that sort of you know, um, tomb diving sort of sure. thing that it has to something more of a jungle adventure, you know, um, and that, that Indiana's oh, on, you know, me, I mean, you could change, you could, you could, you could tweak it a little bit to make it fit more into where you're going. So it's not a terrible idea. No, not, I, I think Indiana Jones fits fine in the animal kingdom. I think yes. archaeology is, again, we've talked about this many times, the, the theme of the animal kingdom is man's relationship with earth and its culture and yep. animals. And certainly this fits perfectly with the theme of the Animal Kingdom. I just hope, I, I just like dinosaurs. I like Dinoland. I like the dinosaur ride. Right. Um, you know, if they want to stick some other Indiana Jones type of attraction in Asia somewhere, like some like a roller coaster or something, I'm perfectly fine with that. I, I think that would be fine. But um, I just don't want to see them get rid of uh, uh, Dr. Marsh and right. Dr. Seeker. And he, here's what I do know. Um, they Disney wants Pandora to be the focal point of attention for at least a couple of years here at Animal Kingdom. They're not going. I don't think they're going to put everybody back into the mode of oh, let's wait for this next big thing to open. And Indiana Jones can do that. It has it has that kind of cachet mm-hmm. with people. So I I don't see them announcing this anytime soon. And I'm and I and I'm I question. The veracity of this Me too. rumor at this and, point. And I think... Even though it did have a lot of people running with it. Right. And I think, uh, you know, they sort of have their game plan set up for the next four to five years. You're going to have... Yeah. You obviously have... Uh, 2018 is going to be Toy Story Land. That's going to be the focus of 2018. We all know 2019, they're hoping, is going to be the Star Wars Land. And then it's going to be the stuff that's coming out for the 50th. Um and Epcot and Future World will be the target of the next two or three years after that, I think. Um, you know, with a couple of things that we hear about Hollywood Studios, like the Mickey Mouse ride coming. Right. And Tron and all that kind of stuff. So this wouldn't happen, I don't think, for at least five, you know, 2022 or beyond. I think before it even gets announced. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. And the, and the final thing I will say, um, because I'm a, I'm a broken record, is... Um, the head of creativity for Disney's Animal Kingdom is Disney's own version of Indiana Jones, essentially, without the gun and the whip. I mean, Joe Rohde is one of the great uh, explorers of uh, of, uh, <laughs> of Disney's history, if not the greatest. Um, just let him make something. If you want, if you want something that looks like that and is exciting and is about archaeology and tomb diving and all that kind of stuff, just let Joe Rohde create something new. That's all I have to say. We right. don't need another film, but this is going to continue until after we get rid of Iker. However, having said all of that, Mike, we've gone way too far in the news because we have to get to your exploration of Pandora. Yes. I finally, <clears throat> finally, finally got to see Pandora. Now, it's important for me to mention this is a dual exploration podcast show because I promised everyone that when I went back which I've done since the last time we've discussed this subject, uh, that I would go with a clean slate. Clean slate. Clean, total clean slate. And 
<coughs> Mother Nature cooperated. But last time I was there, the first time I was there, I, as I said before, um, the weather was just awful the whole time I was there. And that was not the case when we were there the last time. Sun was shining. Um, was it was brutally hot, but August? it's Florida. Yep. Okay. It's brutally hot, but it's Florida. So, I mean, you expect that. But we got we got beautiful sunshine. We got, you know, night clear and evenings. So we got to see all of it again in all of its glory. Um, but let's start with you. Should we sure. start? Should we start with the non-Pandora stuff you wanted you wanted to mention? We could do that. Sure. Go ahead. Sure. So uh, first of all, Dave, um, let me point out that we've been doing the show for how many years? Five, four. Uh, feels four like right? thirty. Four something. Four something. Um, and it's really gotten us nothing. Zero. Not even your fast pass for flight of passage. I mean, at one point I got <laughs> a, a free tequila tasting at uh, La Cava. Well, that's the, well, you're you're a Twitter star, right? Well, I'm, the I'm fact not. that um, we are Twitter stars, or we are, are, are a huge podcast, um, <laughs> the number one ranked podcast in the country, <laughs> and, um, number one ranked Animal Kingdom podcast. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I got finally got some benefit to this show. Nice. Me and um, my party, which consisted of my uh, two children as well as my cousin who's down there, got VIP seating for Illuminations. Oh. So I have to thank Connor for that. He is a crew chief over there, which means we got to sit on the Friendship Dock by Mexico and wa- all by ourselves, just the four of us, and watch the Illuminations firework spectacular. It was amazing. Dave. So you like Illuminations again? I've always liked Illuminations. That's not true. But, okay. When have I not liked Oh, you always complain about it. I've but. always said that this is the best nighttime show in the in the parks. <laughs> You're insane. Um, I did see... Um, see what a little what a little swag will do for you at Disney. <laughs> Just throw Mike a little bone and also, all of a sudden he loves it. <laughs> I, but whatever. <laughs> uh, Happily Ever After I saw over at the Magic Kingdom. How'd you like it? Loved it. It's fantastic. Good. Way better than Wishes. I was never a big Wishes fan. Nah, me neither. Fan. Me neither. But um, it's way better than that. Um, you know, I noticed, Dave, by the way, and it was a little rainy that night. This is back to the Animal Kingdom, but Rivers of Light, which when I had seen it back at the beginning of the year when it first started, was like an event and you had to like be there like way in advance and you wait online and right. blah, blah, blah. You might not even get in. There were empty seats. Now, again, really, it was rainy. And you were also at a dead time. And it was, it was the end of August. Yeah. And it was none when I was there. There's a lot of people in Pandora, I'm sure. Right. But there were there were plenty of empty seats. Um, no empty I, seats when I was there. So I, I okay, wonder, that's I wonder if it you know let's not might have been just the rain. Yeah. And the time of the year. So if you're going like in September or something, you should be able to get in there fairly. It wouldn't fairly it wouldn't surprise me if the if if the glow around Rivers of Light doesn't fade quickly because I think that um, you know. It doesn't have a lot of bright, shiny objects that, yeah, it doesn't have fireworks and Mickey Mouse and stuff like that. So I can see why that would Right. I mean, I personally love it. I don't love it as much as Illuminations. I don't care what you say. And I I would actually put Happily Ever After ahead of it, too. No. But I still... Well, you haven't seen Happily Ever After. How do you know? Yeah, I did. I was there at the beginning of August. Oh, you saw it? I thought you didn't see it. No, we saw it. Oh, right. I would put Happily Ever After ahead of Rivers of Light. Yeah, Uh, I liked Happily Ever After. It's fine. I'd give both Illuminations and Happily Ever After A's marks... I'd give Rivers of Light a B plus. I know you like it. You, you no, think it's the Rivers best. of Light is A plus. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's actually something. I was there for the first day of Food and Wine. Food and Wine of now has breached into August. I was there on August thirty first. Unbelievable. The first day of of Food and Wine. So I don't know if this has anything to do with it, but Food and Wine still sucks. What was the crowd like? 
big? It was getting pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. Were they, and all, we wearing left their, their, we were they get, all wearing their drinking t-shirts? I didn't see too much of that. Everybody's I didn't very see too impressed much. that they drink. I didn't see too much of that. Okay. I didn't see too much of the people all wearing. There was a few of the, you know, f- you know, four people walking with, all with the same drinking shirt. Right, check right. Check marks right, and all that nonsense. Yeah, they like that, yeah. Um, there wasn't too much of that yet. But again, it was five o'clock on a Thursday when we're walking out of there to go get the, the Magic Express back to the airport. Right. You know, maybe at <coughs> Oh, I see, I see, I see. Right, right, right. Because it was Thursday. I mean, right, people last day. Okay. presumably work. Yeah. Um... And it wasn't Saturday or Sunday. This is no news. Mike hates food and wine. We know this. Yes, I hate it. I still hate it. It was crowded. It was overpriced. It was... Even ridiculous. though he was only there for three hours, he hated it. I hated it. <laughs> and now, it didn't help that it was pr- approximately 175 degrees out with the sun beaming down. Well, on you're the, the one that goes in August. Well, I have to. The kids have off. It's your own. Don't have, have off it's your, school. It's your, it's your, you have only yourself to blame. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I've never been there in August before. And the only reason why I went was because it was a... Uh, you know, we were there for bit. My wife was there for business. I would, I would never go then. It's just too much for me. I can't handle that heat. I really can't. I'm a north, I'm a northeasterner, man. I, I can't handle that. I don't mind the heat so much. It's the humidity, and it's also the fact that this, since this was our last day, we had to check out of our room. So oh, I didn't so have you didn't a room have to, anything to, yeah. to go to break to. Couldn't change. You couldn't. Yeah. Couldn't go jump in the pool for. It would have been a great <coughs> to yeah. take a break at yeah. and jump in the pool for a couple hours. And we did a lot of that, but we couldn't do that. We did that most uh, many of the other days, but yeah, we that did was the one day we couldn't. When I was there in August, we basically would hit the parks for three hours in the morning and get back. Yeah, that's basically what. And we then did. and then maybe a few hours at night again. Try to hit. And I was focusing on trying to do things I hadn't done before and things for the kid. Right, that was really we, we, right. I mean, I know, but I have my kids are fifteen and thirteen, so they're right. very. We want to do this, 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 this. They're they're also pixie dusters. They are, yeah. And you know, they they wanted to do everything, and they want to do it often. Yes, they want to do everything five times. <laughs> and if they didn't get the fifth time, and they're disappointed, as especially they towards the end of the vacation, they're like, "Can we ride pirates one more time?" It's like we've been on it eight times. Yeah, right, right, right. And they've so, always been like that. Yeah, Even when they were small, they were like, "That's that. fine." Uh, this was the first time that I didn't have any magic band issues, which was a beautiful bonus. I even checked in Good for you. without having to go to the ho- the, the check-in desk. Wow. Um, other than to get my bags. Um, you know, we, we cool. use the uh, mobile check-in service and all that nice, kind of stuff. Nice. I got the email or the, Good. the text saying, your room is such and such. It worked flawlessly. for the, So after, what, six years? They finally, apparently, <laughs> has it been that long? Uh, maybe four years. They finally seem to be getting it the right way. All right. I have a general rule of thumb, Dave, that I do not consider a restaurant in my top five or top ten lists unless I've been there at least twice. Okay. So now that I've been to the Skip Canteen and Homecoming twice, I could probably put both of them on there. They're both fantastic. Cool. I love both of them. Cool. I've been to either Point, one yet. I haven't been to either one. Yet. Have you been to Geyser Point? No, I've seen some pictures, but I haven't, been, I haven't been over there yet. Phenomenal. Yeah, it's a it. bar, right? Well, you, yeah, but they also have food. I mean, it, yes, yeah, yeah. and it's a restaurant. I mean, right. it's you know they have a lounge menu, which like tapas kind of stuff. For, the, for those of you, sandwiches and stuff like that. For listeners who don't remember, I have a two and a half year old, so restaurants and bars right. and things like that are really not on our list right now. Right. So maybe it, next year. Beautiful. <laughs> it sits on you know the lake it looks there. Great. It's, it looks great. It's, apparently, it's a great place to see like the oh, it uh, looks fantastic. Uh, yeah, pageant on the water. Even um, the bar itself looks beautiful. I mean, it, it looks really nice. They have some craft beer on on tap of that yeah. thing from the Northwest to fit the theme. It's really great. And the Northwest, for those of you who don't know, is quite a craft beer haven. Is it true? Yeah, yeah Portland, Oregon, or, or, Oregon is uh, a is a huge craft beer section. Northern Northern California too. Yeah. Oh, I knew California. Yeah. But, but anyway, so 
check it out if you can. Uh, the only other thing I would say before we get to uh, Pandora, two more things. Number one is we went to Nomad Lounge four times, ate there three times. All because the kids wanted to go there. They kept saying we want to go there. Because <laughs> if it's hot... Yes, it's great. There's no better place... No better place. ...to be. I mean, we, we sat just, indoors each and every time because it's You so just hot. sink yourself into one of those couches... And you order these wonderful drinks, and, and there's no reason to leave. And the churros there, Dave? There's no reason to leave. Don't get churros anywhere else. There's really? No reason to. Really? They're made fresh there. Oh, I've never had any sweet stuff there. We always had, and like, uh... They have dipping sauces, of like a vanilla cream and a strawberry oh, jelly. Oh, okay. Well, we're on that. And, but they taste like donuts. They don't, we're on that. They're, they're not like the, the cool. hard... They taste like fresh hot donuts or something. Yeah. They make them right there. Awesome. Fresh. Awesome. And um, uh, Mark, one of the chefs there I know, came out with uh, free charros, and the kids thought that was the greatest thing. They still talk about that. We we always had, I think, do they have like wings or something like that? They have wings. Yeah, yeah. That's what we've always had, I like had salty it. stuff when we were there. And I was talking to the chef that I know there, and apparently when Tiffin's and Nomad Lounge first opened, they kind of had their marching orders for this would be the menu. Right. Now, now they can they're, they're starting to expand out and change right. up things. Good. They got rid of the spring rolls, for example. And, oh, those were um, good. They did, but they brought in a vegetable pad thai, which was fantastic. Okay. Um, I had a pasoli soup, which is like this beef yeah, stew from... It was so good. It was really good with a jalapeno. We only had the raw spring roll. I think I only had the spring rolls and the, and the wings. And I had the cheese plate. Again, any, that's oh, the same. We cheese had plate that is phenomenal. We had the cheese But plate. they're changing stuff. I had that recently. They're changing stuff at Tiffin's. You'll see that in the next coming weeks. I haven't eaten months. at Tiffin's yet. I love Tiffins. I've only been there once. I'm sure I would like it. My wife is the least adventurous person. I took her yesterday, just to give you a small example, I took her yesterday to a hot dog place. This is a place that makes all sorts of hot dogs. You you have an order of 25 different hot dogs. They have toppings. They have Italian hot dogs with sausage and peppers and and things. All sorts of different crazy things. And uh, she orders a plain hot dog with ketchup. This is what I deal with. So going to some place that has, that doesn't have chicken fingers or pizza, is how could she possibly different. eat the pizza over there at Disney? She doesn't. Oh, Mike! Not only does she it's awful. Not only does she like it. When we go there, <laughs> I w- the last time I went, uh, I went to Sintuli Canteen, which I, I thought is phenomenal. We can discuss. That I, I have that on my list of things. We'll discuss that next. We'll end with the attractions. Um, okay. I couldn't go with her because she wouldn't go. Because the menu is too confusing. Like, she just wants a hot dog. So, I have to... She asks every time to go to Pizza Farm. It's the... Uh, I'm telling you, Mike. I, so, I have can, to Can eat. you just get her to Flame Tree and get, like, a barbecue chicken? Occasionally. Okay. She likes the pizza. It's... She's... She is... If you ever have any questions about why they serve these things that they serve at Disney, <laughs> which we talk about all the time, just ask her. She'll tell you. Because she's the one that eats that stuff. She eats like a 10-year-old. She eats mac and cheese, yes, frozen her, pizza. Exactly. She, she eats like she, she her her yeah. Her favorite <laughs> place to eat is her elementary school cafeteria. <laughs> is where she wants to eat. <laughs> so Tiffins ain't happening unless I'm not there with her, which right. happens a lot. I go there a lot well, with just the kids. So so we went to Saint Dooley, um, uh, and uh. You know, the, the the menu is a little weird because you build what you're eating. It's a little confusing. I mean, it's not... It's not yeah, it's, it's like not obvious. Chipotle. You got to, I want this, and then add this, right. and then add this. So they talk about your base, which is right. like, you know, do you want noodles or... I don't remember if it's noodles, but there's rice, different kinds of rice, uh, vegetables instead, like a salad type of thing, right? Um, and then your protein, which... 
my wife doesn't realize that just means meat. Um, or you, tofu. Or tofu, right? And then that. you're topping like your sauce on it. So you can build these fantastic little bowls. And the food is all just off the hook good. I mean, I thought it was terrific. I really did. <coughs> I hadn't gone on it last time. A lot of people said to me that I'm really missing out on my Pandora experience because I didn't go there. And they're 100% right. I am. I was. That was That's that's the place I want to go eat now when, right. I'm at, when I'm at the Animal Kingdom. If I want to have a sit-down counter service, I'm going to go there every it's time. It's extraordinarily good. It's really good. I'm very pro Harambe Market. I put them one, two. I, I this is better. Buy. I think this is a lot better than Harambe Market. Uh, I really do. I think it's a lot better. That's a tough call for me. I'd be perfectly happy. I think... Plus, the inside is beautiful. They've done a great job with the way it looks in there. It's one of the top three counter services to me in all of Disney World. I think it's the best. It could be. I think it's number one. I put one. it up there with Harambe Market, and I really like uh, the Morocco counter service. I very much like a Tangerine Cafe. Those are my top three. I uh, I think Santilli's better than both of those. And Head and Shoulders, both of those. So I, I, well, do you ever yeah. get the Morocco counter service with the Korean? <laughs> no, but <laughs> no. I'm not sure how much I, you know. No, about. I didn't, but I did. I have gotten. Right. We did eat there once with. Uh, this goes back many, many moons. Um, I think with you. Maybe yeah. I, mean, I, I go there often. I, I went there only once. I don't go time. there often. I don't go there. But the stuff on the menu just doesn't doesn't appear. I like that one. I like Katsura Grill over in Epcot, but that's neither here. So now. our first stop in our in Mike's exploration of Pandora Wait. is the canteen. A pluses from both of us. A plus. Can I talk about one other thing before we get to Pandora? Sure. I think this might be the last time we see the redhead, as she is currently, oh. which we never talked about. Right. Uh, my understanding is they're shutting it down sometime in 2018, but they're very ambiguous about when. So, I'm not sure. I mean, I'm going to Europe next summer, so I'm not even sure if, when I'm going to Disney World next year, but I'm not sure if I will see the redhead as she currently is yeah. now. Um, I think it's... I. You know, I'm a, I, I, have, I have over the years turned into a purist. Uh, I am certainly a pirates purist. Right. There's no two ways about that. Um, and by purist, I mean I, I am I am a fan of the original vision. Um, but I get this one. You, I you can't chain up a woman and sell her by no, no. You just I, can't. I, 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 I don't I don't even understand why this is even an issue. Why does anybody have a problem with them chasing? You can't this? do. It. I mean, I mean, they're, they're, I mean the playful chasing of the girls around was one thing. Everybody smiling, just make the girls smile. And everybody has a good time. You know, the original vision had the guys chasing the girls and the girls with looks of horror on their face. Right. That was bad. Make them smile and everybody's having a fun time. But chaining up women <laughs> and selling them was always something that I was never comfortable with. They're making a joke out of sexual assault and rape, essentially. And slavery. And slavery. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in it's today's, today's culture. In, no. What? In 1967, in any, sure, in any culture. <laughs> but, in, but I mean, what I mean to say in, in today's, where you know, theoretically, we're supposed to be more aware of of like this, you know, the way we treat women and stuff like that. Really? Don't you think? Well, we should be. There's no reason to make a joke about it. I mean, it's so ridiculous that it was even there to begin with. So I am very happy that they are changing the redhead. She's going to still be there, she, but she, yeah. now she's going to be the pirate in charge of. Okay. I think they're auctioning off loot right. or something. I have like treasure there, and 
Yeah. She's going to be there with a rifle and auctioning off. So you're going to get the get rid of the whole we wants the redhead right. stuff. And well, we're going to talk more about Pirates of the Caribbean in our next episode. We are. Yeah. So stick stick around oh. for that. Listen. Keep 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 us in your feed. We'll talk more about old school pirates. <laughs> Assuming we're still in people's feed after the six month or six week hiatus. True. <laughs> All, All right. right. Let's let's go, go to Pandora real quick. Okay. So. Um, this was Mike's first time on Pandora. My first time in my Pandora. My second time in Pandora, and my first time with the sun shining in Pandora. Um, <laughs> and so, um, your mindset going in... Was poor. Was poor. Yes. Right. Mike is famously poor. He's He is a detractor of the very idea and has been from the beginning. I hate Avatar as a movie. He hates Avatar as a movie. So he might be a strong word, but I think it's a stupid movie. Overall. Overall. Your movies... Feeling, no. Pandora, your overall feeling coming out before we get into the specifics. Coming overall <laughs> of the land itself? The whole thing. It was fantastic. Yeah. Okay. Right, Tony? Yeah. It was beautiful. It is beautiful. They did an incredible job. I was shocked at how much I loved it. Cool. I, I pretty much loved everything. Almost everything. But, I mean, generally speaking, I still can't stand Avatar the movie, and I still don't think it fits thematically. No. But for what they had, the hand they were dealt, in terms of, you know, Bob Iger bought these rights and said, you're putting this in the animal kingdom. They did an exemplary job. Which is what I said. Quadruple plus. I mean, you couldn't have done a better job with the hand you were dealt. And that is exactly what I said when I first saw it, even in the rain. That they couldn't have done better aesthetically than what they did. Even the, and we're talking the general landscape here. When I saw it online, some of the, the plants and things like that, right. I was like, this looks kind of plasticky. In person, much better. A little less so. A yeah. little less so. And then at night, because I first saw Fantastic it at night. at night. We went there, our opening. Oh, really? We cool. The first time I saw it. Yeah, I did the other We one. didn't have any attraction. We, didn't, we just didn't do anything other than just walk through it for like a half an hour, check things really out, take cool. some pictures. Really cool. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's yeah. like a watercolor painting. Yep. Beautiful. Yep. Sure is. Really is, I, and and I said that right off the bat. I, the, the the it's just to me, it's that next level down when you when you scrape the surface off a little bit and get into it. You think to yourself, that's when you can't stop thinking to yourself, well, what what is what is this? What, why is it here? Like well, that's yeah. that's the part that gets me. Aesthetically, you walk in, it is off the hook, beautiful, amazing. Everything they've done, the little details and the vines and the things like that is great. The only detail that doesn't work for me is the floating mountains. We discussed that. Yeah, it just looks like an archway. Yeah, it it's doesn't look floating. great. Stupid. Um, stupid to call it floating mountains. It is stupid. They shouldn't have done that. Um, but it, it's it's aesthetically just overwhelmingly overwhelmingly pretty. good. Yep, and and overwhelmingly detailed, and you could see the meticulously how they built each and every little piece of vegetation and. Little, uh, you know, building pieces and all this. That's amazing. And the noise. I mean, I, I, I don't know how much you appreciate this, but the the sounds that you get from the quote unquote forest, right? The animals, theoretically, the you know bugs and crickets or whatever else. Right. You know, the pretend animals that they have that are supposed to be in the woods all around you, especially at night. Okay. Uh, I just thought it was captivating. Very good. Yep, I agree. Did a but the sound job. is terrific throughout the park. Um, and I think that's the thing is that it's 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 done a great job. It is kept to the standard of Rhodey's other areas that he's done that with because I think the same type of incredible 
um, detail and beauty is done in Africa. It's done in in Asia as well. Um, right. I, I, I think it, this fits in perfectly. So, before we get into the attractions, did you see the drum circle? Print? I did. One of the I have two issues with with the Avatar Land itself. Okay. One is the drum circle show is ridiculously stupid. <laughs> It's one of the worst pieces of entertainment I've ever seen in my life. I knew you'd hate it. I I could tell, right? The drums don't have the actually the drums are much better at night when there's no uh, show and little kids can go over and pound on the drums and you can hear it off in the woods and stuff. Kids get a kick out of that. That's fine, but the show itself is ridiculously stupid. I thought it is mildly offensive to Native Americans because it's (laughs) sort of they're kind of like copying it, but it's you know not right. It is mildly offensive to Native. Mildly. It's not not redhead level offensive, but it's mildly offensive. Right, right, right. Um, I thought to myself when I watched it the first time that I'm 30 seconds into the show and I'm saying to myself, Mike's going to hate this. (laughs) I just knew you'd hate it. The other thing I hated about it, and we'll talk about it real quickly and we'll get only to the good stuff, is the bar, that little kiosk bar setup. Mm. Stupid. Epic fail. Yeah, fail. They needed to put a bar was, there. They needed a lounge. I mean, I understand the Nomad is right across the way. They needed just a dowel bar, a few, few, few stools right. and a bar. All right, have have a little something for some, you know, for this, people this, to sit down. This in. was just a walk up window for pre made drinks, and it's just no. I mean, imagine yes. you come to to Pandora, and you walk into Pandora, and your kids want to ride these rides again, and they're going to wait on an hour line. Wouldn't it be nice to just have a bar to sit at? Exactly. For a few minutes. I mean, it's not. I'm, I'm asking for this beautiful years. landscape. I mean, it's gorgeous. It would be great with, with yep. the with the waterfall. I mean, the waterfall. And then you could listen to the wonderful drum circle while you're there. <laughs> we'll keep um, it far away yeah. from the drum circle. Uh, and the last thing before we get into the thing into the um, into the rides, the attractions was: Did you go into the gift shop? I did. That's fine. But but they did a nice job. Let's harken back to when Mike first saw the merchandise. Oh, I didn't buy a single thing. What? Let's harken back to when Mike first saw the merchandise and then spent 20 minutes talking about how awful it looked. It's not that bad. The t-shirts look okay. Things look fun. They've gone gone beyond just simple things. Yes, I will give you credit. I I will agree to that. that You could buy like... They've been thoughtful about their merchandise. Yes, I would agree with that. I mean, it's some not of the just cheap... Mickey Mouse with blue with a blue hat on, right? So, you know, you get some of that, which is cheap, and stupid looking. The tails and all that kind of stuff were kind of dumb looking. That's the stuff that's the only stuff anybody buys, though. <laughs> other than the other than the the, the banshees, the I think they're cool. The banshees. Cool. I'm so I was expecting you guys, your guys, to come home with one. They wanted one. We did, we wound up not getting it. What's wrong with you? Well, the line was crazy. So you wait on the line. Well, this was the last. They, <sighs> they, they, the time they decided to do it was the last day. They were like, we, maybe we should get a banshee. And of course, on the last day, we've already talked about this. They are very go 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 go. We got to get as much stuff in as possible on the last day. They didn't want to wait okay. on, the, on the line. I'm going to tell your kids that 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 you're going to send somebody over there to buy them. Damn banshee! All right, it's fine. Um, you can probably get it on eBay for a hundred dollars. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure of that. <laughs> um, but they were pretty cool, and some of the t-shirts are all right, and some of yeah. the other stuff like you could buy like. Um, like a sand play set for kids that is Avatar right. themed, and I mean, I'm not um, interested in any of it, just like so, you. Like, but they have but, like like cool rocks and stuff right. that like little kids sure. might like and stuff like that. I, that's fine. Well, I'm not interested in it, just like you. But I'm also not interested in any shirt that says you know 2017 Walt Disney World. And I'm, no, you know, I'm not interested in a lot of stuff. But it doesn't mean I don't appreciate. I mean, I thought I thought they did a good job. I came close to buying one. Both of my kids 
bought Pandora t-shirts. See, I came close to getting one too, and I think I probably will have one at some point next year because some of them have really neat designs on them. You could you could see there was one that was I liked a lot. Yeah, the Raglan shirt. The no, not not the one with the okay. This one was sort of the cave painting. Yeah, that didn't say anything about Pandora on it. It was just like the hand. Yeah, and then the blue cave painting style banshee across it. Yeah, you wouldn't know what that was. What that was like if I walked around New Jersey at a mall somewhere, people would be you know. But you but you know that if you ever bought that and wore it, that I would. Take a picture of you. I might have to do it, it just on, for that purpose. Or post it on Twitter every time you do it, right? <laughs> that's, I might just do it. You do know that. That's what it'll happen. I might have to do it. And I was hoping against hope that I could get a picture of you with a banshee on your shoulder. Yeah, right. For, 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 for me to send. Okay. So attractions. Let's start with the Rivers of Light. Okay. I discussed, I believe I said when I Rivers of Light, you mean Navi River Journey. Navi River Journey, I'm sorry. The Navi Let's River. get the names of these attractions I, I, right I'm this time. I'm terrible with this mic. I'm turning. It's, <laughs> it's not Flight of the Banshee? It's no. not Rivers of Light. My, um, folks, my two and a half year old has sucked the brains right out of my head, and I can never remember these things. Anymore. Um, <laughs> my uh, the Navi River Journey. I I was lukewarm on it at best. Um, I don't like the uh, as I mentioned. I'm just going to kind of reiterate what I said. This doesn't change from the first time I saw it. I did see it again this time uh, because you know it's indoors, so the weather didn't have anything right. to do with it. Um, and I didn't wait on any line then. I didn't wait on any line this time because I had a fast passport. Um, it's I, I don't like the screen-based stuff. I mm-hmm. don't like the movement to that. I'm mm-hmm. definitely traditionalist with the animatronics. Right. <clears throat> um, and it was just too much of that screen-based stuff. I thought the animatronic at the end was fantastic, but the rest of it is all kind of lost on me. I don't. I don't. Okay. You know, I. I, I you you see the six-legged thing and. Oh, Okay, I guess if you're a fan of the film, that's really a cool thing to see. But if What's you, thing? you know, there's like a there was like a, thi- a feet walking above you. Oh, was, was that like the film? Not even six, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I right. don't know. But you see these things, you're just like, okay, that's a weird looking thing. Um, and I guess it's kind of cute, but it's on a screen, so you know, if we had a six legged walking animatronic. Okay, I got you. You know, right. that's that's cool. But to just see something like that on the screen, if you don't have a frame of reference of what you're looking at, you know, you're not really. You're not really into it, and then the 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 um, shaman at the end is amazing. I have a feeling it's not always going to work. Yeah, well, if we get a you know disco shaman, we have a problem. But. I mean, it's very complex because unlike and if that goes down, the whole ride goes down. Right, because unlike Everest, where you're still in a fantastic roller coaster, without that shaman as the show stopping piece, show piece at the it's end, over. The ride's over. Right. I mean, that's that's. So what did you problem. think? So when I saw it online, I panned it a lot. A lot. A lot. But you panned everything you saw online. I did. Um, you didn't want to like Pandora. Let's put it that way. I did not like want to like Pandora. Right. I still don't like Avatar. <laughs> or James Cameron. <laughs> You've never met James Cameron. Oh, he you know, he said something ridiculous about the Wonder Woman movie, which I still have never seen, but he said it was like sexist or something like that. I mean, well, whatever. It doesn't matter. He's, he's, he's a horse's ass. But anyway. Um, Whoa. Do you have to believe that? Go right ahead. No, no, no. So I panned it a lot. Right. We were on it five different times. Really? Five different times. Never waited more than five minutes for it. You went on it five times? Five different times. Why did now, you go on it five times? It. The kids wanted to go on it. Did they like the movie? Uh, no, but they both said they were going to watch Avatar the day we got home. And did they? I, I have to ask them. Okay. Um, I worked the day after we got home, so I'm not sure. And they're teenagers, so they don't tell you what they really do. <laughs> yeah. So um, I liked it a lot more than I thought I would. 
Okay. I, I still agree with you about the if the shaman goes down, it's a problem. Some of the screen-based stuff, like when you're drifting by and you see kind of like those uh, the, the the panther-looking things, right? And the the different Navi walking. That's through what the I'm background. talking about. You don't know what that is. I liked the the little creatures up top. Yeah, that it's had a very cool. good effect. Yeah, yeah, it's a neat effect. Um, but you just don't have any emotional connection to no, it you unless don't. you know what it's the just, is. It's just it's very it like the land itself. It's very pretty. It is. It's all and it is. Some of the things, some of the physical effects in there, like the the floating little jellyfish type of things and the spinning things, those are all neat, real things. Again, and a very good friend of mine said it looks like a you're dr- drifting through a watercolor uh, painting, and that's exactly what okay. it looks. That's the, the vibe you get, and it's it's peaceful, it's pretty. I would not wait more than ten minutes for it. No, and much like the rest of Avatar no. Land. I am concerned that the bloom will be off the rose in the future, and nobody will care about this. Because I personally, you're never going to convince me otherwise, that when they release Avatar 2 through 27 or whatever they're going to do, it's not going to be the hit that the first one, the first one is a flash in the pan. I'm convinced of it. Right. And years from now, people will be like, Avatar, why Avatar? I'm I'm certain of it. Now, they'll still ride. There's a lot of people saying that now. Right. They'll still ride the big ride. Right. And we'll talk about that in a minute. But some of this peripheral stuff, it'll be, oh yeah, the boat ride's fine. And but it'll turn ride, into three caballeros at boat, some point. The in time. boat ride is a peripheral thing. Right. You'll just Absolutely. you'll just jump on it because there's nothing else right. going on. Which is fine. I mean every park needs an attraction that you're e- it's easy to get on and you know you know, just kill some time. So what I one of the But things, I did like it a lot more than I thought I would. So so one of the things that I said was the same thing I said to the frozen ride. Which was, I went on it. I said, okay, that's, that's fine. It's good. It's, it's cute. I like it. Can't imagine waiting more than a few minutes for it. No, I, mean, I wouldn't wait. Just, I wouldn't wait. You know, and that's the way I felt about Frozen. It's just not that good. But let's move to the one where people are waiting six hours. So let's talk, let's talk about the waiting part for the first. Okay. I mean, let's, before we get into the actual ride itself, let me tell you how we did it. How we fast passed this stuff. Or, or how we avoided waiting on lines without a fast pass. Okay. What you have to do, and what we did, was if the park was, especially on extra magic hours, when the park opens at 8 o'clock, you have to be aware that you need to get there at 7.15 or earlier on a mildly busy day, late August. If you're there July 4th, I I don't know how to help you here, but if you get there at 7.15... Now, you're going to say to me, why on God's green earth are you going to wait 45 minutes before you can even get in the park? I'm just not going to. But But the answer to that question is, you are not. They let everybody in by 7.30. Okay. They line you up at flights of passage by 7.40. We were were done with the ride before 8 o'clock a.m. on both of those days. They open up Pandora, even on regular opening hours, like a half hour before everything else. Right. You have to you have to have that in your mind. I got to get there 45 minutes. Because if you do, and this is how it worked out for us every time we did this. We got there 45 minutes to an hour ahead of time. Okay. We were through flights of passage before the park even opened. <coughs> we jumped on the Navi River journey without a wait at all. You just automatically get on. We were out of Pandora, riding both attractions 
five minutes after the park officially opened. And then you go over to Everest, you go over to Kilimanjaro Safaris, there's nobody there. Right. You could do all the big things. And we were talking about this a little bit with the... But you understand how many people that excludes, right? Who? Well, Mike, I mean, anybody who has a child under the age of seven can't be at a park at, uh, waiting in line at 7.15. I mean, what, are you going to get them up at 5 o'clock in the morning? Yeah. You, so you're going to you're gonna rise your kid out of bed. If you want to ride this ride. At 5 o'clock in the morning. Pass. If you have an elderly parent with you or something like that, you're going to rise these people out of bed at 5.30 in the morning, get them fed. Why do you have to get them up at 5.30 get, in the morning? Because you got to get them fed. you got to get them dressed. you got to get them on the bus. Oh, forget the bus. Uber. No, no. You can't. It's not ten dollars. It's not always an option. I have a kid in a in a. Oh, in well, a, that's true. I can't do that. If I have a party of Take more than a few people, $20. I can't do that. You can do it so, with a minivan. So it's it's ridiculous that in order to ride this ride, what, what you need to do that is that is insane. Now, my whole point of saying all that is, if it were. If either of these two things were, in my mind, incredible, show-stopping, amazing experiences... If this was Star Wars Land we were talking about. If this was Star Wars Land, I would do it. Right. If this were... You know, and there's even rides in the in the past that Disney has done that I have been incredible fans of, fan of that I would probably do it for. Soren, the Tower of Terror first came out. There was just some amazing stuff that they did. Sure. Um, that I would, I, I would go to that extreme for. Um... The problem is, for me, I don't think either of these two things fit that bill. I would do it for the Safaris when it first opened. I would do it for Everest when it first opened. I don't know about these two, though. And that's that's the thing. That's the only reason. That's the difference, I think, between you and I as we're going to go through this right. flights of passage. Right. Or, right? Flights of passage. Flight of passage. Flight of passage. Um, right. That, uh, <laughs> that uh, I just don't agree that, that the, either one of these rights are worth that kind of extreme... <laughs> yeah, it's extreme. There's no question it's extreme. And, and it also excludes certain people. I mean, you can't do it with with little kids. You well, when you say excludes... That, you, it's just not possible, Mike. You can't, it's not a possibility. It means that I, in I, order I, to I, do this, you have to be a party of adult or older kids. You can't do this with babies, with little ones. You can't go there with elderly people because if you're if you're there and you're on the bus system or that kind of stuff... You just can't do it. You'd be leaving your your room at six thirty in the morning. No, I left my room at like seven. That's what I left. Because you're Ubering. I can't Uber. No, one time we did it with, <laughs> on the bus. We did it on the bus. See, you get what I'm saying. It's I do. It's extreme. I do. So, is it worth it? I don't. I personally didn't think we it waited was. one time. The first time we tried it, we didn't have that down pat. I I, I rope dropped it three times. The first time we did it, I didn't have that down pat. That uh, System down pat. I got there. Commando Disney. Right. I got there at, it was extra magic hours, opening 8 o'clock. I got there shortly before 7.30. Okay. We waited about 30 minutes on the flight of passage. That's not bad. No, it wasn't bad at all. And then how long did you have to wait for the river? Uh, That day we did not combo it with the river. We went somewhere else. So by that point, river is probably an hour. Uh, I don't know if it was that long, but long maybe, enough for you didn't want to do. Yeah, it. no, I wouldn't have done it. Right, but still, again, the rest of the park is basically empty until like ten thirty, sure, or, sure, or an sure. hour and a half after the park opens. Sure, but I can get there at eight thirty. 
leave my room sure, at 8 o'clock. So I, I, I could do a normal thing and be a benefit. If you could get a flight of passage, <coughs> fast pass, don't do this. Uh, if you're only going to be there one day, yes, don't do it. <clears throat> get the flight of passage, fast pass, and then get there at rope drop still and enjoy the rest of the park. You're basically walking on safari, then walk on Everest. Okay. You could probably do Everest two or three times. Enjoy Dinoland. And it's like 11 o'clock. You pretty much conquered all the major attractions. Right. And, you know, go get your fast pass. You know, enjoy Nomad Lounge. Enjoy some of the shows, the walking attractions, all that kind of stuff. You got plenty of time to do all that kind of stuff. It really does open up the rest of the park for the first hour and a half in the morning. Okay. So let's move on to flights. Flight of passage. Why don't you tell us what your thoughts are first? Okay. First, spoilers, folks. Spoilers. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about how the We're going to talk about the ride. We're going to talk about everything in it. If you don't want to know about it, we'll see you next on the next show. Stop now. Because <laughs> we're going to spoil this whole thing. So please be aware of that. Because I get... I get yelled at for that all Don't the time. Don't tell the people to stop now, though. No, because this is the last so, thing we're going to discuss. Sure. Still rate our, our show on iTunes? Well, yes. Rate <laughs> our show on iTunes. Visit us online, johnboyeveryone.com. <laughs> God, I'm sorry. Uh, email us, johnboyeveryone at gmail.com. Now I don't have to do any of that stuff at the end of the show. But <laughs> and, and come back and see us next time uh, for, our, for our next show. But spoilers. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Spoilers, spoilers. Okay. So um, I fast pass this. Uh, the first time this was all done fast pass, I have not waited on the queue. I, do, I have not walked through the queue. I did it. My cats, I have not. Every time I won, I went out twice. The first time um, was the original Fast Pass I got. The second time, I actually nailed a solo Fast Pass. Just happened, happened to see one like at 3 o'clock in the morning. I was up for whatever reason, and probably because the kid was yelling. You and, get some and found one, solo right? And I got one, so I, so I went on it. Um, and uh, again, we're there with two-and-a-half-year-olds, so he can't go on it, so we're, so we're each doing solo. My wife and I did it, did it each solo. Um, so I went on. You go on the... You, you, I got there right as the time said it. You, you can go. I, I thought I, I thought we might have a bit of a fast pass wait. Mm-hmm. Um, there was none. Mm-hmm. Uh, that might be a, a idea of being a solo person because it's okay. You're one. Okay, you're on the next group. And just walk right in. Um, and then you go through a... What seems like, Mike, and, and I'm going to say this as a, that's going to sound negative, um, and it, it is slightly negative, and sound more negative than it was. It, it's, it feels like an interminably long pre-show. I mean, you just keep pre-showing and pre-showing. <laughs> With this guy trying to explain to you what you're going to do. Right. Because the concept of what you're doing Okay, so basically what the concept is, is if you haven't seen the movie, a regular person kind of like mind melds, to use a Star Trek experience <laughs> phrase, uh, goes into the conscience mm-hmm. of a Navi on the planet of Pandora. And um, in this ride, you become a Navi, but not really. You just sort of see what a Navi is seeing and you ride on this banshee. But not really. Right, you're on a stationary bike. Okay. So none of those... So so 
you see, you, so, but they have to explain all that. Right, to you. they do have to explain all that, right. Because if you've never seen the movie, you have no idea what this is all about. No, no idea. Okay, so the the explanation per- portion of that is very long. It Man. feels feels like it's long. Am I wrong? Did I feel like it was long to you? The second time I did it, I was like, oh, God, please. Let's I, just I get probably this. don't. <laughs> let's just get through this. Dislike it as much as you having said that. I don't say dislike. I just thought it was long. Yeah, it was, it was just, long, and they, they had to explain things. And there are other pre-show events like the one in Dinosaur um, with uh, Dr. Seeker and Dr. Marsh. You know, the old test track with Bill McKim. Right. They were much more charming. Those were had a much more charming. This was That's not a great charming. Point. That's a great point. I think Which guy, might be why I felt it was long. Right. The guy tries a little bit by kind of being dopey. Not really very good. But it doesn't really, it does not come off as charming. I'll agree with no, you. No, it's no, just no. sort of... So that yeah. may be the reason why I felt it was Yeah, maybe. Um, is there, there's two different rooms of pre-show. If I remember correctly. Uh, First one you walk in where you're dancing. Everybody's waving your arms around. Right. And then so the you, next one. Right. Then they move you into the next room where they have the Dr. Ogden come in and explain you know, our doing. project. Right, and then he right, comes right. back on for a minute to, to talk about what you're going to do. And what you really ride. get a sense of in the pre-show is how laborious it is for them to shoehorn conservation into this whole Pandora thing. They are doing, in this pre-show alone, and, and really in this one more than anywhere else, in, in, is where you're getting beat over the head with, we care about conservation. This isn't just us doing this is not a... This just Avatar. This isn't just Avatar. We're not just making a... a I agree a, with that. Okay? And they're really beating you with that. And it's, but it's the... In, in, in fairness, the only place they do it... Exactly. ...is this. But they, but they do it. So you... So you really get that there. I mean, they don't do it at all at the Navi River Journey. Uh, I mean, uh, there's like a couple signs here and there about like different animals, and and there's um, yeah, Navi River Journey. Just get on and ride through the river. Well, if you go through the queue itself, there are a couple little plaque right. kind of things about this is the what I forget the name. Of the so, name. so before we go any further, why don't you talk about the queue? Because you went through the queue. Sure. So the first time we did it, like I said, I mean, we've heard this. Scott Campbell told us all about the queue, so we know we know what. It's. I didn't listen to it. Oh, that yeah. was the show I was on. Yes, I don't listen so we, to it. So we know what it's all about. <laughs> well, I'm not on. We know what it's all about, and and and, and his, the point that he made was that it was designed for a long wait. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So <laughs> the queue itself, <clears throat> I, I'd be hard pressed to think of a queue that comes even close to being as as interesting as this. Which one. is what he said as well. First, you, and the only time I only did it once because the second two times where we rope dropped it and got there like an hour ahead of time, you get you right. even go like sort of through the fat. You're right on the ride. They don't even you don't even get to go through the queue. No, the fast pass you just bypass. All no, that. not even but but even just rope dropping. Okay, it, stand by bypass you bypass okay. all of that until okay. it starts to build up. But the first time we did it, we got a chance to for like thirty minutes go through. Right. It. You you start off with this outside kind of in this beautifully done water features. I mean the water features and the waterfalls in this. And this land are off the hook. Nice. Okay. I'm a big fan of waterfalls and moving water and stuff. I think it's beautiful. And it was beautifully done. You then enter the cave with all these like cave painting ki- kinds of things. Cool. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Well done. I've never stayed through Every time I've walked through it, I've walked right through that. Um, and even when you do the standby and you just jump right on the line, they kind of bypass the main parts of the queue. And that is the bioluminescent forest part of the queue, which was beautiful. Again, very similar to... Uh, the Navi River Journey, and then um, the lab itself, where you see the, the floating Navi and the in the in the, the the Avatar, whatever you want to call it, and the thing, and right. and the various labs. There's not a lot of um, 
hands-on stuff. I thought it'd be more hands-on stuff. Mm-hmm. It's more just like looking at interesting things. Okay. Um, and I can imagine being online for three hours, you get bored with it for a little while. But going through that in 15, 20 minutes, well done. I thought the cool. queue was fantastic. Okay. So it, if it was actually designed for a three-hour uh, queue, it hasn't achieved that, is what you're saying. It's a, 40, it's a good 45-minute queue. Yes. I can't imagine anything keeping your interest for three hours, though. First of all, you can't go to the bathroom. Right. I mean, I can't imagine anything keeping my interest for three hours. Certainly not in a queue situation. No, not in a um, queue. Right. I, mean, I would have anticipated more little hands-on kind of stuff in the lab. I mean, you had, like, these little animals moving around and stuff and other, like, wavy kind of things. Right. And, you know, and again, they do a lot of conservations, you know, beating you over the head with it kind yeah. of in the lab, like we're doing this, the mansion, mansion the, the ban- mountain banshee project or whatever the heck it was. Right, called. right. It is something like that. Yeah. All that was kind of like in this lab, um, which was interesting to look at for 20 minutes. And I could see kids, some skulls and stuff. Oh, that's cool. That kind of thing. But after, a f- you know, 20 minutes or so, I'd be bored to tears. So you then enter a room after you're done with the pre-show. Right. You enter a room, a small room. There's only maybe... Six six bikes. You were in a group of sixteen, so it's eight bikes. You're handed a pair of glasses, right. sort of wrap around three right. uh, D glasses, um, and you go into this room, and you are given a number corresponding with what looks like a stationary bike. It does. Okay. You sit on the bike. The bike sort of squeezes onto your legs as it sort of like secures you into the situation. And I'm thinking at this point that this thing's going to take off. That this bike's going to move. You mean like Soren? Yes. Okay. That's what I'm thinking. So I'm thinking Soren, the movement of Soren, this 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 vehicle is going to move. Um, because I didn't have a chance to sort of look around at my feet to see what right. it looked like. I just sort of sat down and kind of figured it all out. I'm thinking this is going to move. And... Um, so you sit in this thing. Now, the concept is this stationary bike is now supposed to be your Banshee, mm-hmm. magically, um, and you're now a Navi. And the stationary bike starts to, down by your legs, Breathe. starts to move right, um, as if it, something were inhaling or exhaling. Mm-hmm. However... <laughs> well, actually, both inhaling and exhaling. However... If you don't know that that's what that's supposed to be, mm-hmm. you, you don't know why that's there. Like you're looking because you can look down and see your stationary bike while you're riding. Yeah, you can see that it's a stationary bike. Right. The, the 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 glasses in the movie doesn't make you think that you're on a banshee. You don't see the head of a banshee in front of you. No, you don't see the head of a banshee. You have no idea that that's what you're on. So there's never a point where you look at the Banshee that you're on. So that whole concept is completely lost on me. Like, I, I had no idea. Uh, like, 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 okay. And, and afterwards, I remembered, oh, that's that was supposed to be the panty breathing. This movement of this thing. But there's a part in the movie where you're stopped and you hear it breathing. And it coincides with, the, okay. with your legs moving. So... Then, right. I mean, yes, I get that. Okay. But you're in sensory overload when you're on the ride. Because basically what you are in is a virtual reality 
a poor man's virtual reality okay. ride. Okay. And anybody who's put on sort of the virtual reality goggles knows what I mean by poor man's. Because in a virtual reality ride, when you have the goggles and, and gloves on, you actually see yourself. You do. Yep. You can put your hand in front of you and see it. Mm-hmm. You can grab an item and wield it around and all that stuff. That's not That doesn't happen on here. So it's basically a, and, and again, it's going to sound more negative than it is. <laughs> it is a IMAX 3D movie that right. moves very, very fast right. on a stationary bike. Right. That's the ride. You sit on a stationary bike yeah. and you look at a very fast moving IMAX 3D film. Everything's animated. Everything's animated. Everything sure. looks animated. Well, it's, it's the movie, Avatar. Right. Everything but animated. Everything's animated. Everything looks animated. It's essentially a cartoon. So you're moving into an animated world. Right. Um, you don't feel like you're in a real world. At least I didn't. Um, and the last thing I'll say about it before I let you kind of go on this is. Um, the one issue I have ever had, as far as physically, with rides, I can ride any kind of extreme coaster and I've been on them all, is simulators. I don't go on Star Tours very often. I hated the old Body Wars. Okay. I don't do well with tricking my brain into thinking I'm moving when I'm really not. See, I don't have that problem. All you have to do is move me a little bit, mm-hmm. and I and I don't have it. Which is why something like Soren doesn't bother me. Soren is mostly tricking your brain. You're moving, but it is actually moving a yeah, little moves. bit with you. Sure. Dinosaur, well, start you know, dinosaur doesn't. They jerk you around. Yeah, but they don't. But it's all they do is jerk you up and down. Yeah, that's all they do. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So you don't I actually kind of like scale with the movement. Okay. Uh, move in, in, in scale with the movement. Um, so I did get a little bit of that fatigue of a simulator that I get, which means that I probably, after riding it the second time and getting it again, see the first time we were there, it was very early in the morning, I thought maybe I hadn't eaten yet, I'm not really awake sure. yet, maybe maybe it's just a bad reaction to it. Um, I ran it the second time. This means I'm probably never going to do it again. Like, okay. Because it's, it, you know, and if I do, it's probably only because I'm with somebody who hasn't been on it, they want to go on it, you know, that kind of thing. Because I did get that sort of reaction to it that I get off Star Tours, it's something I won't do every time, only because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's I don't want you to think that I'm saying I'm never going to go on it again because I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that I'm, I probably won't go on it again because I don't like my physical reaction that that's I fine. get to it. So it's very, very, very much more a simulator than it is a ride a la Soren. Okay. That, okay. Okay. So everybody was saying this is sort of a build on the Soren technology. Kind of. I don't. It is. You think it's more of a build on the Star Tours technology? It's more of a build on the Star Tours technology. Right. Yeah, it's fine. It's it's more of a three D simulator. Okay. Virtual reality simulator. Sure. Than it is sure. a grand miraculous experience like Soren is, where you're on this incredible you know, apparatus that's moving around. You don't get that whoa moment as the thing moves up into the air okay. and, and that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Um, uh, I, I, so, so my feeling on it at the end was, um, this is a great concept. God, I hope this isn't where we're going with <laughs> thrill rides. Because I just don't like that kind of ride. Well, I mean, yeah, you don't want every ride like this. Right. I mean, you right. still need your coasters and your log things. I hope so, yes. Whatever else. And it does, it did feel to me like 
uh, 3D IMAX movie on a stationary bike. Am I am I missing something? I guess because I rode it four times and right. I could have rode it fifty more. Okay. I think it's one of the best attractions in Disney World. You like stationary bikes? I do like stationary bikes. Good, especially ones that soar through the sky like that. But but the bike but itself the, does it. If the if all they did, Mike, was make the bike itself soar a little bit. I don't, but I don't have a problem with them. I don't have a problem with Star Tours. I like Star Tours. I go on it all the time. Here's the here's the problem. I don't I, have that here's physical the, problem. Here's the it. problem I have with the ride. You're on a flying banshee, right? And the thing banks and goes down through these little valleys and stuff, right? But yet your stationary bike doesn't bank. So okay, your stationary bike is stationary, right? So you're just looking at a movie doing that. Like you don't uh, I, feel I, I the disagree. physical movement of if I felt like if I, they I put felt these things the screen. I mean, I felt like I was doing things. With you the feel wind like you're being water spraying on you and all that kind of stuff. Great, the they sense. did a great job with that. And smells gorgeous. In fact, my wife came off and said, that's the best smelling ride I've ever been on. It was that's what she said to me. <laughs> She's never been on a ride. And that was all. That's all great. All they needed to do for me was make the make the bike move with what you're doing, and then it would heighten that level of reality. Up through the roof, and would have made it so oh, good. Dude. Instead, it's a virtual reality ride. See, I, I thought it was an unbelievably great ride. The only thing it's that you very, said, it's a very, very good ride. The only thing that you said that I, I would agree with that would have helped is if every once in a while you saw the banshee head pop up and you, yeah. you, you saw that you were on it. I could, yeah, I get that. I mean, that would probably would have been a good idea. But um, other than that, it's I mean, a very, very good ride. They've oh, done it. They've I done it. They've I done a really good job. I love the yep. ride. It was. A hell of a fun. It's, they've done a really, really good job of it. It is by no means in my even in my top ten of oh, the best really rides that 10. Disney's ever done. But it's in my top ten. No, maybe no in my top near. five. Oh come on! Might be. I mean, it's better. Uh, get out of here. Go ahead, give me some attractions. I'll tell you if I like it. Haunted Mansion, Indiana Jones, Pirates of the Caribbean, D- Big Jones. Thunder Mountain, Splash Mountain, Tower of Terror. Soaring. I can go on and on and on, Mike. There's oh, a million of them. Soaring. It's way better than Soaring. No, get out. The original uh, Soaring? Get out of here. Get out of here. That's insane. No, it's not. I mean, it might be as good, but it's not way better. I mean, when you when you get out it's of hard here. to compare it to like Haunted Mansions. You're talking apples and oranges there. I'm talking attractions, quality of attractions for Disney. Uh, see, in my in my mind, number one is Kilimanjaro Safaris. I didn't even get to that yet. Number two is either Spaceship Earth or Haunted Mansion. Those are my top three. I can make your argument this is four. Ugh, insane. <laughs> it's I a might, great, great ride. And think about it. Not even near it. I'd have to think about it, but I could make that argument. It's not even the best ride in the park. It's better than Star Tours. It's better than Star Tours, yes. It's better than Soren. It's better than... It's not better than... It's Storm. better than Test Track. It's not better than the original Test Track. It's better than Test Track. Period. No. End of story. <laughs> Simply you, you, not. You don't even talk about it. It's just not. It's yeah. not even anywhere near the development process. I mean, uh, here's, here's the it thing. that more, This is the thing. Fun. This is what Disney does. Disney invents things that are... That you can't even imagine they would. So, so you've walked. This is why everybody likes Disney, right? So every, so everybody's gone on roller coasters. They spent their whole generation, all their lives on roller coasters. And what does Disney do? It turns it into a car, and you drive the car at sixty miles an hour through these banking. Something we all wish we could do. Sure, right? 
this is a stationary bike with a movie screen. I, mean, I like Test Track, and I get your I get your point that it's not as innovative as Test Track. If that's the if that's the qualifications of this, it's then not, I would agree with you, Mike. It is but, not at all innovative. In fact, it is a step back oh, in on. innovation for Disney right. rides. It's well, a movie screen. It's, it's a three D film on a stationary bike. But it's taking the simulator idea, the Star Tours, it's a great Body ride, Wars, and all that kind of stuff. And it's innovating on that. It's advancing that. It's the next level of that. Those were done 30 years ago. So what? Roller coasters were done 100 years ago. So what? What is that? What's the point of that? It's it's more innovative. It's taking that technology. Now, again, I don't want every ride to be this. Obviously not. I don't Neither do I want every ride to be a dark ride or every ride to be a roller coaster or every ride to be a log float. But it is taking the simulator technology and pushing it let me let me try it. it. Let me try it like this. All right, go ahead. Disney saw the IMAX technology, and they thought, "How can we do this? What can we do with the IMAX technology?" When they created Soren, some genius somewhere with an erector set right. thought to himself, "What if we put people on this massive engineering thing?" And put them up into the screen so they actually feel, not only do they see what, you know, this this environment that they're going into, but they actually physically go into it as well. And then we do the smells and we'll do the movement and we'll do the water splashing and we'll do all of that. But in order to do that, Mike, they had to create this theater that is unlike anything the world had ever seen before. Again. I'm not done. That, to me, is true Disney Imagineering innovating in levels of that are just genius. When you first saw it, you're like, what? Am am I really... You thought to yourself, am I really doing this? Sure. This ride, you put on a pair of glasses and you sit on a stationary bike. Again. (laughs) And all the... The only innovation, the only mind-blowing technology... Brought into the That's into the into the stationary bike is a bellows between your legs that goes up and down, and you don't really know why. And you look down, and you can actually see it doing that. No, so you, you feel like you're flying more than you ever did in, in Test Track or Soarin'. I, I'm not Test Track. Uh, sorry, Star Tours or Tour uh, or, or Soarin'. Mike, you are actually flying right, in Soarin'. You are actually taken again. Ha- However many feet off the ground in soaring myself. If you're making a list of top ten innovative rides, I'm gonna put it on it. You asked me best rides, best attractions. That's what you asked. If you're only so what? So what makes it the best? It was just so much fun. I mean, I was smiling and laughing the whole time. It was an absolute delight. And it's and it's more fun than soaring. Sure. More fun than Rock and Roller Coaster? Uh, I'm not a big More fan. fun than Tower of Terror? More fun uh, than, well, than Splash like you, Mountain? Like you big have, Thunder Mountain? Like, you have issues with um, uh, simulators? I'm not real good with up and down, up and down, so I ver- I'm not a big Tower of Terror. More fun than Everest? Uh, I can make, I, all I said was I can make that argument. Yeah, you can make that argument. You can make that argument. I, I love Everest. It. I don't see it. It's a great ride. It's a great ride. It, it's people should go on it. It's a great ride. You will like it. I suppose if you're an Avatar fan, you may even love it. 
Are there such things? I guess, yeah, yeah, absolutely. There I, are, really? Absolutely. Your, your kids are too. Um, <laughs> we call them they're a flight of passage fans. They're Pandora World of Avatar fans. I think he did an amazing job. I think they did an amazing job with it. I was just underwhelmed with how it doesn't, it didn't really feel like we've innovated or engineered anything that has gone beyond what you can do with a pair of 3D glasses in front of your television. I totally disagree with that. <laughs> it takes uh, to me. It takes the Star Tours, Body Wars, that kind of stuff, and puts it to the next level. To me, it innovates on that. It was much more dynamic than Star Tours. And believe me, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. Star Wars is infinitely more entertaining to me than Avatar. But the attraction um, of Flight of Passage is a better ride than Star Tours. Oh, Mike, we're not arguing that. No, that's not the discussion. And it's taken it that absolutely is better than simulator that. attraction and has and has doubled down on. It. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so that's definitely. innovative in a way. It is not. I guess. a completely different idea. Like, I mean, if we're gonna go top innovative rides, yeah, you're gonna put soaring on it. You're gonna put the tiki birds on it, or you know, Mr. Lincoln. You know, that kind of stuff. Um, I get that. It's not one of the top 10 innovative Disney attractions of all time. But it is in my top 10 for uh, entertaining attractions. Absolutely. And it might even be in my top five. I would say it's probably... And we might be talking about this on my, our next podcast. It might be. I would say it would fall <laughs> just below the top 10 to me. It would be in the next okay. group okay. with me. I mean, it's definitely put I, it as the number one attraction. I, 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 I don't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's nowhere near that guy. I'm sorry. It's not the number. It's not the number one attraction in, at the Animal Kingdom. No, I mean I think Safari is better. It's better. Of Safari course. is a better attraction. And then I but think you have this and, and Everest. And if you said to me Everest if, is a better attraction than Flight of Passage, I would. That, that's fine. Everest that. and Flight of Passage, I would put at this point. I would say Everest is better because I like roller coasters better. So for me, I yeah. like it better. But I could see the argument without the Yeti working. Mm-hmm. Of why you would like Flights of Passage better. Mm-hmm. Working Yeti, the original Expedition Everest, worlds more impressive than this. Worlds more impressive. When you walk through Everest, the queue through Everest, you get on the... and uh, Okay, let's take the queue away because yes. I didn't go through the queue. So so I can't compare. You get on the, 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 the train. You go up into the mountains. You go backwards through the mountains right. and down right. through that and into... I mean, you're just blown away. This is just a movie. It's not just a movie. It's not just a movie. It's a simulator. You ride. go through Star Tours is just a then Soar is just You a go movie. through the, the, the and see when you after you've ridden Everest a few times and you see the detail in the Yeti when it was moving and its motion, you see the incredible building that they built to create the mountains and, and all this kind of stuff. I mean the, the, it's just so impressive. This is just movies. Uh, uh, we're going to have to disagree on this because this was an amazing attraction. I mean, having said all of that, it's great. It's great. It's great. It's a it's a great, great ride. It would be too... How do you say that after the last 20 minutes of panning it? it just I'm not panning it. What you're I'm saying, saying it's a movie no. on a stationary bike. What you over s- and over and over, what, and over again. Because that's what it is. What you said was that it's one of the greatest rides Disney's ever done. Right. It is not. It is not. 
And that's how I feel. It's well, not again, uh, for Imagineering. It is simply not okay. But uh, again, you're you're saying two different things. I am, which is going to make everybody think I'm saying I hate it. I don't. No, hate no, no, it. no, 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 no. <laughs> when you say the greatest Imagineering things, you're, again, you're talking about innovation and imagine. I, I I'm on board that this is not one of the top most innovative rides of all time. I'm on board with that. I'm just saying in terms of entertainment value and fun factor this is in my top 10 easy and maybe in my top five it is a hell of a lot of fun insane insane okay but it's a great ride it would be wonderful (laughs) at universal it would and it's a universal ride it would be better in hollywood studios yeah it's a universal ride and it looks like one and acts like one, and and that's what a couple of people, locals of mine said that to me. I felt like I was at Universal. Well, yeah. if I have ever gone to Universal, I might be able to make this that This is what comparison. it's like. <laughs> but um, it, it does not, again, Avatar does not belong in Animal Kingdom. So after two years, folks, of listening to Mike <laughs> bellyache constantly about Pandora and Avatar, we have now officially shifted. Mike is the all-in... Lover, little blue ears wearing, oh, no, I'm not wearing fan. Ears. He will eventually. A fan <laughs> of Pandora, and I am not. So it is actually switched, which tells you what the whole that the last two years of us discussing Pandora was just a waste of everybody's time. Should we delete all of those? Just <laughs> a waste of everybody's time. What's the well, point? I'm be honest. I mean, I you know I went in hating the concept of Avatar. I wasn't going to get on here and, and say I hated it when I didn't. I mean, you know, I have to be honest. Right. It would have been easy for me to say, oh, Avatar sucks because I've been saying it for two years. And even after seeing videos of it, I was you were ready less to hate than impressed. But I was shocked yeah. by how much I liked it. You got It's to- not my favorite land in all of the world. I mean, I still, no. Africa's still better. Asia's still better, too. Yeah, all that, I mean, you know, whatever. We yeah. can go on ad nauseum about uh, that, but... It is gorgeous, and they did a great job. Mike, one of the things that I said before before we stop, because we've gone on way too long here. One of the things that I said last time, and, and I wanted, and I said this to Scott, was that you, you didn't really feel to me. It felt like, and I wonder if you feel the same. It felt like Discovery Island, it just kind with of. different buildings. Like they they didn't really change the the. Except at night, doesn't feel yeah, like Discovery Island. Yeah, anymore. but they just sort of like it, it was almost as if they. Integrated it too well. Yeah, I mean, I don't and know that, about that. With all those not too well, but, and stuff, I don't, yeah. know. I don't know. I'm not sure if I, I buy into that. It had a, it had a unique feel to me. Yeah, yeah. See, I, I was expecting a little more of an alien I feel than it was. It was pretty alien. But that's again, this goes back to my ignorance of the film. I I, I don't know what to expect. Yeah. So, anyway, so there you go. Mike is now Pandora Mike. I'm going to learn the language. We're going to call him Pandora Mike. I got to find out how you say... Saf- next episode will be all in native Navi. I have to say... Dictionary yeah. to, uh, I have to see how you say the word safari in Navi, and then I'll be Mike's new name. Do they actually have a language? I mean, I know they come up with fake words. That, yeah, well, they, I don't know. Is it like a Vulcan thing where there's actually a dictionary somewhere? I don't know. Okay. I hope there is. 
So you heard all the stuff before. That's the end of the show, folks. Thanks for listening. I'm sure I'll hear all about this in the uh, in the coming in the coming Twitter days. But uh, you can also find find Mike at Jumbo Everyone. I'm at Radio Harambe on Twitter. Um, you can email us Jumbo Everyone at gmail.com. Uh, we certainly welcome your feelings, and if we, you know, we'll, we'll read these things if we think they're interesting uh, <laughs> contributions to the show. For Safari Mike, I'm Dave McBride. Kwarini, go well, and thank you for listening to Radio Harambe. Now, who do you